This is Science 2034. 21 years ago, the Science Coalition was formed to strengthen federal support for basic scientific and engineering research. We tell the stories of what federally funded research has made possible and what will be reality 20 years from now. Our guest today, Deepak Vashif, the director of the Rensselaer Center for Biotechnology and Interdisciplinary Studies at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute in Troy, New York. Dr. Vashith, tell us about the work going on in your laboratory right now with proteins. There is an enormous and exciting potential to take the world of medicine and change it using the enormous potential and power of proteins. The work which is being done in my lab here at Rensselaer and in my colleagues' lab and literally in labs across the country in research that's being funded by the National Institute of Health and the National Science Foundation We are able to look at proteins which are fabric of our lives and use that information to modify them and build better medicine and treatment. For people who are not familiar, help us understand, we think about protein often, lean proteins or the proteins that we get in food. You're talking about something completely different. Yes, so I'm talking about the proteins which our bodies are made up of. We are, this is the stuff we are made of. With aging and disease, this fabric gets changed or modified. When it gets changed, it affects the cells and the cells respond very differently and it starts changing the whole metabolism and the bodily function. With the new technology which is becoming available, we are able to understand this fabric in a lot better and different ways than before. So you talk about proteins in the human body that become damaged over time. The technology and the the research that's going on at Rensselaer is helping to not only understand how it happens, but to repair it. Tell us about that. So I can maybe give you three specific examples. The first one is from my own work in the field of osteoporosis. So what we've been able to do is to look at bones and identify some modifications which happen in conditions such as osteoporosis. They also happen with diabetes and certain drug treatments, which make bone brittle. By understanding them, we are able to design new therapeutic approaches by which these modifications can be reverted back. And this allows bone to become sort of new again. What it does is it allows it to heal better and regenerate and play a better role in supporting locomotion and other activities. When we think about regenerating that kind of strength in the human body, body. We don't necessarily think about biologics, which are a whole new era of medicine, if you will, that helps to induce this kind of change. Will you talk us through that? What does that look like? And and how do people begin to think about how they will be able to utilize this as we look out towards science in 2034? By 2034, if you've not heard of the word biologics by now, that will be a very common place in 2034. Biologics are emerging drugs which contain genetically engineered proteins and can even contain living living cells or tissues, and they offer promising treatments for untreatable disease and condition, which we are looking to address in 2034 or well before that. And a lot of the work that uh, is going on at CBIS, uh, which is the center that you had at RPI, is in taking this kind of technology and really tailoring it for individuals, personalized medicine on a level that we haven't seen yet. How will that take us towards the opportunity to combat, say, Alzheimer's disease? So at Rensselaer and, and at Thebes, which is the center I direct, what we've done with specific area of Alzheimer's that you asked, that we are able to 
identify misfolded and aggregated proteins in brains, which cause this dysfunction. And using this knowledge on how these proteins have aggregated, we are able to design antibodies which can prevent the aggregation of proteins. We are also able to look at this whole process of aggregation and, and develop new biomarkers able to diagnose Alzheimer's better. And also, as we are developing new drugs, we are able to use these approaches to monitor the progress on the different therapies. Does this type of technology, the ability to understand how Alzheimer's begins and how to stifle its progression, does it have any impact on a lot of the other technologies and research that's going on into the disease? Or is this a really burgeoning and new approach that, that you all are pioneering? It's a combination of both. So this approach which I described for Alzheimer's, it's been used, for example, for uh, several other conditions, other neurodegenerative diseases. We are also using this approach. And essentially, this approach is an interdisciplinary approach, which has come about by effort between scientists and engineers. And increasingly, we are involved even artists to look into this to design sort of new therapeutics are based on a fundamental understanding when how proteins get damaged and modified and use that information to cause diversion of these effects and move further. So the Center for Biotechnology and Interdisciplinary Studies at Rensselaer, which I direct, is an open and collaborative environment that has been designed to drive scientific discovery and technological innovation really at the crossroads of, of science and engineering. And increasing in biotechnology, we and others are involving other disciplines such as data science, the art, even architecture and entrepreneurs, all to drive what is next in medicine and in materials also and health and environment. At Rensselaer, we call this approach the new polytechnic, which is a confluence of a number of different disciplines to really drive innovation and discovery. Preparing the, the next generation of engineering, engineers and scientists, and I'd like to give you a specific example of the training grant which we have. It's a pre-doctoral training program funded by the National Institutes of Health, more specifically the NIGMS. They are giving us funds to train, in this case, biomolecular scientists and engineers who are able to become expert in this core discipline and apply this core of knowledge to a variety of different diseases. So the students in my lab were funded through this training program. The students who did the discovery in the Alzheimer's space were funded through this program. And that has really helped us to prepare and deliver this fundamental knowledge and open up a brave new world for these students going forward who will address some of the most challenging problems of our time. That's really encouraging to hear. Certainly gene-based and cellular biologics are the, the vanguard of personalized medicine, and I'm glad to hear that the federal government is providing support, especially at RPI. Is this something as you look out towards 2034 are you worried about sustained support for this kind of education and research-based work? I mean, this kind of support is fundamentally very important. And as a country, we are going through some tough times, and there is an increased pressure on science and research to produce solutions for the problems which we face right now. It's important to look at new approaches and what the federal funding has done that they've really helped us to develop interdisciplinary approach. One of the other examples I would like to give is a program which I 
I was lucky to receive funding for through the National Institute of Arthritis and Musculoskeletal Research, which was specifically designed to build interdisciplinary research teams. So I'm a biomedical engineer by training and as able to have colleagues from the Department of Chemistry, Chemical and Biological Engineering partner with me on a problem I've been working on to really take it into a different sphere with, you know, it's the interdisciplinary area which allowed us to get new and fresh insight and really harness a solution which we didn't think of initially. I think federal funding is very important and the way it has been driving not just research but also education actually has a very dramatic effect and it'll be good to sort of have it continue to accelerate discovery because that's where we need to go. Dr. Deepak Vashith, Director of the Center of Biotechnology and Interdisciplinary Studies at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, thank you for joining us on Science 2034.